0: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche Cool Podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Barth, and this is Owner Stories, Owner Stories Day. If you haven't been here before, this is the episode where... I chat to uh, other Porsche enthusiasts around the world, other Porsche owners, uh, whether it be 911s, Carreras, 944s, 924s, Cup cars, 356s, 912s. There's so many. There's so many different owners now. We're up to, um, this is number 56. So we're up to number 56 today. And the owner I have coming in today, I have Rich coming in very shortly. Uh, I'm going to connect to Zoom. These, these uh, owner stories, as most of you know, I do them all through Zoom. A little bit different today, though, because I'm actually back in London. Uh, as you know, I've been in Bahrain and Dubai for the last uh, few months. I am now back in London. The sun is out. I can see the city in the background. Uh, it's a very beautiful afternoon here. And what time is it? It's almost four o'clock in the, eight, in the afternoon. Um, but like I said, I've got Rich coming in. Uh, Rich is from the US. Uh, Rich is from, I believe he's from the New Jersey area. Um, I think that's about all we're going to give away. He's from the New Jersey area. Uh, I think he's got a good story Um, and I know a lot of you guys when you first reach out to me you go look Michael I don't know whether I really don't I think I really don't think I can speak for an hour I don't think I have enough to to keep it interested and I'm not sure if to keep the listeners interested to keep you guys interested in the story um, I don't think I have enough to talk about Um, and I always say look you know when we start talking you'll you'll forget that you're recording and and you'll uh, we'll get to the end and it'll be an hour and I'll be telling you to stop, uh, which is what usually happens. Usually we go over and I have to sort of end it because so I try to keep it within an hour, an hour and 15. As you guys know, some of the episodes go a little bit longer. All right. So let me get Rich on the line. Um, Rich on Zoom, I should say. Uh, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for all the support. I don't quite. A, I don't really dwell on the numbers. You can see I can't speak today. I'm still a little bit tired. Um, I don't really dwell on the numbers of the podcast, but I, I just want to say a big thank you because I can see there's a lot of new listeners. I know a lot of you guys have reached out to me through Instagram. Um, Porsche Good on Instagram. If you haven't been there already, give it a, give us a follow, and you can always send me a DM there if you want to come on Owners stories, or you can send it to michael.bath as well. I've noticed there's a lot more listeners. There's a lot more downloads. Um, the podcast, you know, the podcast, which started out as, as not something, you know, to fill in the time, but something I thought I'd just try, uh, you know, 2019, end of 2019, as some of you guys already know, I started it then. 2020, when lockdown happened, when COVID started happening, and I was in Bahrain and couldn't go to the office anymore. And uh, I started doing regular episodes. And then Steve Join me as the co-host. He always likes to say he's a guest, but he's the co-host. Um, and then started up the owners' stories thing, and then it's just uh, the momentum's just grown from there. I hope I can keep it up. I think I can. Uh, it's 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 a love, you know what I mean? It's a passion, as you guys know. Um, that's that's what it's all about, and I think that's what makes it. That's what makes it good for me, and I think that's what makes it good for uh, for you guys as well. Anyway, you know I always ramble at the beginning of these episodes, so I'm going to stop rambling. Let me get Rich uh, connected through Zoom and let's start hearing about his Porsche-cooled owner story. Okay, welcome back everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Like I said in the intro, this is Owner Stories. Uh, and today we have another, well you would have seen it in the title. There's a, there's a few Porsches in this story, but we have another 997 owner. Um, Rich is joining me this afternoon here in London. Uh, it's morning there in the US. Rich is joining me from uh, New Jersey. Good morning, Rich. How are you? Good morning, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on, and I'm going to say it publicly because I just said it to you. Then I apologize for last weekend. I was supposed to. Uh, I'll just tell the listeners I was supposed to uh, record Rich last weekend, and uh, unfortunately, I had to. Um, I had to do some work, so unfortunately, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't do it. Oh, that's quite quite all right. But we're here now. That's the main thing. So, Rich, um, we've been. I've been following you on Instagram. I think for some time, actually, uh, and I want to get into a. You know the the little tip you gave me about the nine nine seven. Front spoiler. We're going to get into that a little <laughs> bit later because that was an interesting one, and I know other people <laughs> I've spoken to don't know about that. So we'll talk about that when we get into the story. But before we go, before we go into it, let's let's start at the at the beginning. Uh, you know, I always like to start this podcast where it all began. So, you know, some of us, some of us like me, it starts later in life. Some people starts earlier in life. Um, some of us had Porsches on the wall. I never had a Porsche poster on the wall, but some people did. Uh, a lot of people had Ferrari posters and things like that. How did it all start for you? Did did someone in your family own a Porsche or did a neighbor have a Porsche or a relative? What sort of started you uh, noticing um, the brand, the car? Uh,
1: no, I, I actually, uh, my father wasn't really into uh, cars himself, but I, ever since I was little, I enjoyed playing with matchbox cars and uh, a lot of different car toys when I was little. So as I got older and I started seeing cars out on the road, I think one of the f- first cars I really got interested in was that uh, actually a Ferrari 308 from the Magnum PI show okay. uh, at the time. And it was this red, obviously this red Ferrari. Um, and then one day when I saw a uh, a, a 944 drive down the road, uh in some ways to me it looked very similar in terms of the front end of the car and it looked exotic to me and it was the same color in that Guards red type color yes um so i i really liked that car a lot and e- even at that time i i know the the 911 was kind of the flagship of the model range but i i actually preferred the look of the the 944 at the time because i thought it was very modern looking and had the pop up headlights uh, I just thought it was really cool, so I ended up getting a poster of a red nine forty four that I had stuck up in my room as a kid. Uh, that had this, you know, blonde sprawled across <laughs> the top of the hood. It's kind of cheesy and embarrassing when I think about it now, but that—that that, that was the car that I I'm, kind of really liked. At the I'm time.
0: surprised. I'm surprised your parents let you have that on the wall, Rich. Yeah, well, I,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit uh, risque, I think, uh, at the time. Uh, Even now, I think, but uh, it uh, it definitely was was a was a favorite of mine. So um, I I ended up, uh, you know, uh, in high school I I I was I I guess my parents sent me to this private school, and there were, uh, you know, quite a few kids that had nice cars once they had their licenses at 16. And uh, you know, it's a little embarrassing, but I I I did ask my dad. I said, "That's the car I like. You know, one day I'd like to have one of those." And and uh, jokingly, but. Uh, one day when I came back home from school on my school bus, I started walking home and I saw him come and come by and, and pick me up. And I thought, "Oh, thanks, Dad, thanks for picking me up." But he actually ended up taking me straight to the Porsche dealer. Really? Uh, and uh, yeah, and because you know I had I turned 16, and he he actually got me that car. Uh, I was totally in shock. Uh, I was totally happy, but. Um, so
0: yeah. <laughs> let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. So you you have the poster on the wall. How old were you when you had the poster on the wall? When you first got that poster up?
1: Oh geez, I, I honestly I can't remember, but probably at least uh, in my early teens um, I had that poster.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're in your early teens. You know, yeah. say you're thirteen-ish. You're thirteen. You're in your early teens. You get this poster. Yep. And then you're you're lusting over this car. Um and I know. I think you said to me in the message you thought it was a bit, you know, uh, it's a little different story, right? But I don't, I don't think it's a bad story at all. I think it's, you know, um, we all come from different backgrounds, and there's nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so here you are, lusting over that car. Your dad, you're, you turned 16, so you've got your license already, Rich.
1: I did get my license, uh, and uh, I basically at that time it was called a, a junior license. Basically, you. You were able to drive, uh, if I recall correctly. Uh, I think certain times of the day, uh, you had to have uh, a parent next to you. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was a limited license, but it was a license.
0: So, what sort of cars? Before we get into the um, before we get into the 944, what sort of cars was your dad driving though? Was he driving European cars? Was he driving American cars? What sort of cars did he have when you were growing up?
1: Uh, i in the beginning he had uh basically i think a Buick uh a sedan uh he moved on to uh you know a lincoln continental okay. uh, town car so they were huge at that time those were huge cars yes N- not really fun to drive but you know pretty comfortable to sit in yes uh i had driven uh the car and, I, and after driving it i I kind of remember really not wanting to drive it again. <laughs> it was just not very good in terms of handling. You know, you you can go straight fine, but then once you hit a corner, it uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't too good. So um,
0: you know, okay. I wasn't really interested in it. So you're at school. Your dad comes and picks you up. You've turned sixteen already. Yeah. And then he says, "Okay, we're going to the Porsche dealer." What What was the first thought that came into your head?
1: I I was totally in shock, to be honest with you. It's it, it was just crazy for me because I never really got a lot of toys when I was little. I, I always kind of uh, was encouraged to read books and, and kind of do well in school and uh, things of that sort. Uh, you know, I remember having like a, a, a very old, uh, well, at that time, it was pretty good at that time, I think a Commodore 64 or something. Okay. Uh, you know, just, you know, just to 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 kill some time and, and uh, play games and stuff. But uh, I never really was kind of showered with gifts as, as a kid so this was a total shock to me to be honest um and uh and so i i said to myself at that time when he did that that i was going to repay him right uh, and i guess we can explain later how i did i did actually repay him for it because
0: you know i just felt it was the right thing to do okay so you go to the porsche dealer you're with your dad yeah they have the nine four four in stock. Tell the listeners exactly what happened. What you can they, remember, how, how it all they, happened.
1: They did have the car in stock. I, I, I you know, we went to the dealership. Um, you know, there were all these beautiful cars there in in the showroom. Uh, many nine elevens. Uh, I, I guess at the time they were called the nine sixty four range. Okay. Um, and I, I just, I, at that time, I didn't think that it was really a beautiful car. It, it was, to me, it looked almost like a frog looking at it in the front. I, I really liked that modern, uh, sports car kind of look with the pop-up headlights. I, I did actually have a, uh, I played soccer in school and I, I had a, a friend whose mother used to pick me up from soccer practice with his, with her son. And she had a nine twenty eight and I thought that was the coolest car ever. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I was sitting in the back seat, and uh, you know, at that time, I was, you know, I guess I was still kind of small, and uh, I could fit easily in the back seat. And I just thought the sound from this thing, yeah. the, the way it looks, the pop-up headlights. Um, and they would have know. been,
0: and they would have been really cool seats when you are a kid sitting in the back of those nine two eight because those seats, oh, are, yes. are, those seats, the shape of them, even today, you know, like exactly, they're beautiful. They're beautiful.
1: yeah, yeah. And then that car ended up being used in that that movie, Risky Business, and it was, became super popular. But um, yeah, it was, it was just, a, um, a, a terrific time going in there seeing, I knew exactly what I wanted, so I didn't have to really look too, too much further. I saw a red model right there. Um, and, um, I don't okay. know, I, I didn't pay much attention to how he, he bargained for it or anything, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we ended up buying it and,
0: uh, it was, uh, it was just a great experience. Can you remember then before we get into the specs of that car, can you remember the price of the car at the time? Because A new car, right? It's brand new, yes. or it's a brand new car at the time. So, this is in the yes. 90s. This would be 90.
1: Uh, no, it was 86, I believe.
0: 86. Okay, so yeah, 1986. 86. Yeah, um, Porsche sales aren't going through the roof, they're just normal sort of selling. You know what I mean? Right. They got right. one in stock. Right. It's not like today where you can go into a dealer, you can't find a car in a dealer anymore. So, That's right. tell the listeners, so what sort of price range was this car? Do you remember?
1: Yes, so it was around uh. 29, 30 around thirty thousand dollars
0: thirty thousand
1: us all in yes uh so um you know th- at that time obviously that's it is still a lot of money I mean that that uh, was was a significant amount of cash at that time to to get a car and uh, especially for you know 16 year old that was just crazy uh, unheard of um, uh so it was uh it was really a, a, a great experience for me I I did you know, we were allowed to take the car to, to drive the car to school. When I was 17, I, I took the car, uh, you know, to
0: school back and forth, uh, instead of the school wow. bus. Um, okay. You know. But you're at the dealer, you're at the dealer and your dad's yeah. doing the deal. Do you yeah. take the car straight away? Do you remember, do you take the car straight away, Rich? Or is it like, is there a waiting period before they deliver it to you, your house or you go back to the dealer? How was that experience? What's that? Yeah,
1: no, we, yeah, no, we had to, we had to wait for them to prep the car. Um, And then um, I, and then one, one weekend uh, we went and I I went with my dad and I, I drove it back Um, and I was really scared. I mean, you know, having (laughs) (laughs) keys to a brand new car like that, uh, especially a Porsche, it was um, it was really something else. Um, You know, uh, I just remember it feeling really because I've never driven anything that, that, that was, you know, so nice in terms of it handling so well. I mean, the car really handled like it was on rails. I mean, I remember, uh, even to this day, it um, you know, you could take a corner at speed and it would just be like it was on
0: rails. Um, it was it was really terrific. Fantastic. What a feeling! What a feeling! Tell the tell the listeners exactly. Can you remember all the options the car had? Was it quite standard at the time? What can you remember? Something that stood out in in the options? Did it have? It just was kind of seats, or did it have the? St-
1: it, it, it was. It was very. I think it was pretty standard because it was just uh, basic. The red on the outside, and then a black leather interior. Um, it did have. You know those cars are two plus two, so the back seat. You know it's it's very small. Just like the 911 uh it was very small but um it was i don't think i had any extra features besides the uh there was a sunroof okay. um a removable sunroof and um and then that was basically it uh and at that time you know there wasn't the cars back then didn't really have a whole bunch of power i i remember that car was a an inline four-cylinder that only had uh 147 horsepower
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and uh you know so it, it wasn't like a crazy fast car but it it the sounds it made the handling that it had it was so well balanced i, I believe the 944 the way they had it built was that it was virtually 50 50 in terms of the weight balance front to rear um so it was it was a really uh great car to drive um
0: yeah i've heard that other people and you probably heard some of the stories other people who have been on owners' stories who have had a 924 or a 944 have said the same thing that the that the the balance of that car is is beautiful. Like the way it drives is just fantastic. And it's no lesser than a 911. Do you know what I mean? Like it actually has a really, really great feel to it. It, it, it does, yeah. Yeah. So it, it it must be a weird thing now, because if you if you look at a 944 today, they're all very worn out, most of them. <laughs> they're all very old. And yeah. here you are, you've got that memory of a, of a brand new 944, um, which must be something really you must really treasure that, that your father bought that for you. And, and I want to get onto that story, like you said, about how you paid him back, but you said you went to a private school. So was this car when you went to school and you were driving it to school, I mean, it's pretty special. Yes. Was it, was it, was it the best car in the school or was there people with better cars than that? How was the set the scene for the listeners? What sort of cars did people drive to your school at the time? It was not the best car in a school. Um,
1: it, it, it uh, there there were other kids with uh 911s really uh right. there were other kids uh, and some of them even one of them uh he bought with his own earnings he was just a whiz at at uh picking stocks and okay. uh he he uh you know it wasn't new but he had a a, a used uh black 911 i remember i thought it was a uh, beautiful looking um when i saw him drive it um there's another kid that had uh a nine twenty eight because he he his his parents pro- promised him a brand new nine twenty eight if he if he got a a, a full sixteen hundred on the SAT which he did he got
0: okay
1: um, and then uh, there was another kid with a nine eleven um, as well uh, and one kid was driving a Ferrari three twenty eight <laughs> really it wasn't his it wasn't his it was okay. it was his dad's but he drove it to school wow so it was the nine forty four was not. Definitely
0: not the best car in his school. Still yeah. a very cool car though. Yeah. So you've got the 944, you've got a red 944, you've got that dream car. You know, you started, you know, you started young here. You know, your dad yeah. is being very generous. Um, like you said, you're going to pay him back. We'll get into that. But you've got the dream car from the wall. And I want to get into that. Like, where do you go from there? Do you know what I mean? Because you've already right. started with this dream car. So what happens after that? But tell the listeners a story. So you bought the car. How long did you own the car for? You, you're, in, you're 16. How long did yeah. you have the 944 for?
1: unfortunately i didn't have it for too long because uh although this was not my fault but i did end up crashing it Um, really okay yeah (laughs) yes uh which led me to an e30 bmw but um basically what happened was um i was driving down the street one day and uh there was a stop sign that i assumed the car that was there was going to stop at the stop sign uh, they did not stop at the stop sign. They kept rolling through it and I couldn't stop in time and, uh, and went right into his, his car. Oh, okay. Um, luckily the, the, the police got there and he didn't have, uh, he didn't have a driver's license. I don't know what he was doing. Um, wow. but, uh, but that car was never the same after I got it repaired because, of uh, the, this, you know, the, the damage to the front of the car. Uh, and I ended up, uh, you know, changing cars. I got a, an E30 BMW black coupe Okay. Uh, at nice the time it, i think it was in 87 it was in
0: 87 um sorry yeah. rich so you would started working by this stage you're you're working in your job or you're still in school
1: no and that time i was still in school i went i ended up going to uh, uh college and um you know all throughout that time my I, I i had the bmw with me in school and i knew that i wanted to one day when i started work to be able to repay him uh, as I, I just thought it, you know, it, it was the right thing to do. And, uh, it was really generous for him to, to do that for me. Um, and I thought, you know, it, it would be a great opportunity to do that, you know, early on in life because I didn't have any kids. I didn't have a family to take care of. I was, I would be able to, if I was able to actually make enough money to be able to repay him at that time without, you know, having other obligations. Um, I finished college. I, I I ended up getting a job on Wall Street. Um I ended up, uh, you know basically working for two years trying to, and i and I worked in fixed income uh, management sales. So basically, uh, if you're lucky enough to be able to get a a, a large type of um, piece of business in terms of pension funds that I work with uh, to, invest in certain types of securities, um, in, in particular portfolio of fixed income, right. Uh, I was able, it took me two years, but I finally landed a really large, uh, piece of business with a, with a labor union. Uh, and I was able to that year's bonus, um, was able to give um, you know pay pay the entire bonus check to my dad to Fantastic. to pay him back and uh, it didn't. Really so happen. how
0: was your dad though? How was your dad? Did he want to take it? Because you know dads are a bit proud. He's bought you this as a gift. Was he was he hesitant or was he okay about it?
1: No, he was actually very proud to take it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes, he actually he didn't hesitate. He just took it because I, I think partly <laughs> it was um it was a it was a pride issue to him to you know to to basically say that okay I I I I got him this because my, my mother was very against what he did. Uh, it was very, it was very hard for my mother to swallow that because she thought that you're going to, you're going to ruin him like this. Because, uh, like you said, if you, if you start like there, where, where, where is the motivation to move forward to do better in life? So she was really against it. And, and I think this, this kind of gave him me giving him that check was him saying, you know what you see, I didn't mess up.
0: Yeah, you he did the right thing.
1: He Still did okay. He still yeah. did okay. You just yeah. need to, you know, make sure that he's in the right path. Oh, that's good. Um, so it, it worked out. Um, I, I did repay him there, and then I know you're into watches. I actually, what really made me happy was I actually one day got him a Patek Nautilus. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, that was that was more even more special to me. But that's a different story. You know
0: what? Yeah, watch as we always get to at (laughs) the end. Yeah, if you got him a particular Nautilus, you must have got it a long time ago because they're impossible to buy at the moment.
1: Yes, yes, it was when it was available. When (laughs) When they were available, yeah, Yeah, when they were readily available. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, That's a nice thing to do. Very good thing. So you've had the nine four four. You've had a you know, and then you you know the nine four four gets in an accident, so it's you know it's not the same. But then you get a you get a BMW. You get the E thirty. It's not new, right? It's a used car. So you haven't gone in and gone to a 911 or gone up the chain. You're just being, you're still being quite sensible, even though you got the 944 as a gift. So you Uh started working, you're working on, on Wall Street. You're obviously doing pretty well. You know, you're successful. What, what comes next? Is there another Porsche that comes along? Is there another memorable car that you want to tell the listeners about that that's part of your car journey that you, you remember fondly?
1: It does. I, I actually uh I remember using the BMW for such a long time and had put so many miles on it during my college years and everything that I ended up having to get another car uh in the interim and that uh, at the time I I saw uh I don't they don't even really make these anymore, but it was called the Mercedes uh CLK 320. And it oh, was yeah. a two-door coupe.
0: Yeah, I know what
1: um mm. yeah and, and and uh and it was a it was a great car. I mean, very reliable, good looking car. Uh the only thing that I did not like about it, I think I kept it for three or four years, but I ended up really missing driving a manual. Right. Uh, I, I think I thought that I would be able to get over it because in the city, I was living in the city and I was parking the car in the city. Uh, and I thought, you know what, in the city, how are you going to be able to enjoy the manual? Yeah. But I realized that on weekend, what I was doing in order to get rid of the stress at the end of the weekend, was, I was taking the car out outside of the city yeah. to go to the countryside, to go to New Jersey, to go to Connecticut, you know, to go to Long Island. And and for that, you know, a manual did make more sense when you're out on a country road. Um, yeah, so, the, C, the yeah.
0: CLK 320 was a nice car at the time. It was a very popular car I know in Australia. It was very, very popular. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. There's, there's, you know, it was, it was a nice car. But there's something about Mercedes-Benz and there's something about Mercedes-Benz automatics. I mean, you know, Mercedes-Benz are appealing, but it's that automatic is not that exciting, is it, really? It's not that exciting to drive that's the thing
1: no it's it's a really terrific car if you're commuting and there's traffic daily uh and uh, you don't want to think when you're driving uh with a manual you have to pay attention you cannot just you know eat and talk on the phone and do all those sorts of things you have to pay attention to what you're doing which you know that that's the, the the thing about driving that i do enjoy you know sometimes my 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 wife looks at me and says why why are you taking the car out to go nowhere only to (laughs) only just for the sake of taking the car out and i and i said you don't don't understand it's it's the it's the driving pleasure that you get from it that that that's the reason why we do it
0: yeah and that's what's Um, nice about manual so like you said it it keeps you occupied it makes you it it makes you zone out more actually i find i think it makes you you concentrate but you're also zoning out well as at the same time um Exactly. I don't know. I've been driving uh, automatic cars in Bahrain for the last couple of years, so I'm actually looking forward to getting back to the 997 and driving the manual again. Hopefully, oh, yeah. I remember how to drive one, but I'm sure I do. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, no, you never forget. It's you been never a while. Forget. So you've got the okay. So you've you've gone to th- from the 944. You've gone from uh, to the E30 BMW. Then you've got a CLK 320. So you've all got you know very nice cars. All very nice cars. Um, so what comes next? Is there a is the next memorable car? Is it a, is it a Porsche or is it something else?
1: it was a it was a boxster a box it it was a boxster and and i remember it clearly because i was tired of not having a a manual and i thought what better way to get back into a manual than than a porsche Mm uh and uh i i didn't want to spend a huge sum of money on on a 911 the 911s were crazy expensive at the time um and i thought you know what I'm, i'm it's only going to be a weekend car i don't have kids yet um a boxer would be perfect and uh I went I remember one day I was I don't think I've ever said this but I, I I had a business meeting uh with a client I think up in Buffalo at the time right and I just was not in the mood to go up that at that time um I wasn't feeling great I had a I had a cold and uh, so I canceled the trip and instead, I drove straight to a Porsche dealer and I took a look at uh, a couple of Boxsters at the time that were in the lot. They're uh, pre-owned Boxers. Uh, this one was a one-year-old with 10,000 miles on it, a uh, silver one. They had a yellow one, a black one, and a silver one. I wasn't okay. crazy about yellow. Um, the, the black one, I think, was an S. And to be honest with you, at the time, I I didn't really know what the difference was between an S and a base, to right. be honest. I I just thought, you know what, I want the color I want, and I wanted it in a manual. So I I asked to test drive the silver one. It was a base, 2001, uh, silver on the outside, black is very basic. Yes. And uh, I took one drive of that car. And I said, I'm buying this car, this is just, it just brought back all those memories of driving, driving a stick shift and the sound you get from the Boxster, too, because the intake is on the left, right by the door, right behind the door. Yes. Uh, I fell in love. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm taking this car, I'm trading in the Mercedes. What
0: can I get for it? And um, I, bought it, I bought it that day. Okay. So it's a 2001 Boxster standard mm-hmm. Boxster. this is yep. in 2002 around about 2002 a 2002, year after. 2002 2002 so it's almost a new car it's pretty much a new car so it's it's obviously got quite low mileage on it it's not high mileage at all Bridge. right
1: right it's very low mileage uh i i it had 10,000 miles uh and i that opened up a whole new world to me in terms of uh, porsche owner experience uh because i i i while i did have the the 944 for a year year and a half um I didn't realize until later after joining a Porsche club and meeting o- other owners and getting to know them and their families, how wonderful a car could could be in terms of bringing folks together. Yeah, true, um, true. And um, I, I actually, uh, a couple years later, uh, through a web board, uh, basically uh, a Boxster board, uh, we ended up having one of the persons there, uh, who I'll call Gundo, who's known as making the Gundo hack on exhausts. Um, he actually uh, lives up in Connecticut, and he um, h- hosted a gathering of all those people that would want to go to his house from that box to board, right? Uh, and have a work on cars day at his house to do oil changes, make okay. pad changes, have a barbecue, and. A bunch of us went And and ever since that day We've all Still been friends And we still gather At least once a year
0: So um, The yeah. Gundo The Gundo Hack guy What's his name? His first name?
1: Uh, So I don't know if I Well Okay it, it, Yeah I don't know if I Is I it published? I,
0: I, I'm sure it's published Somewhere though right? Not really no, Not really? I think he, he's okay. I think he's Yeah Okay so uh, he's the yeah. The Gundo Hack guy And to people who don't yeah. know What the Gundo Hack yeah. is Gundo Hack is where they Add a pipe onto the exhaust To make the sound Different on a Nine nine seven, Nine yep. nine three as well, isn't it? I think it's most of them, isn't it? Most of them can have it done. Most of the um,
1: you can. Most yes. of the
0: exhaust. I mean, I've got the Fister one. Obviously, the Fister is not as loud as the Gundo. The Gundo tends to be slightly louder, I think, from memory. Um, but okay, so you're you're already into the Porsche community. You know, you've got this Boxster. Um, yep. you. I just want to go back to the fact because you said that when you had the CLK, you're parking on the streets in the city. So I'm guessing you're living in New York, or you're living in a, you're living in New York Is so that where you living
1: so no we, I, I was parking in a garage in the oh, city okay. so the, I always had my cars parked in a garage there which were was crazy expensive uh at the time but I just didn't I didn't have the ability to get out in the morning and move my car from one side of the street to the other and you know they have a lot of different parking rules in Manhattan that are very yes. difficult to manage um so I parked it in a garage um, okay yeah
0: all right so you got the Boxster you, you know, you, you want to get out on those drives on the weekend, like you said, that relaxing thing that you can get out of the city. You work in the city, you've got a high, you know, high pressure job, no doubt. And then you meet this community. How were the drives with that community when you were going to Gundo's house and and, and meeting up with other Porsche owners and other Boxster owners?
1: Oh, it was it was terrific. I mean, it, it got your mind off of things uh, to be able to, I mean, you know, once you step into a Porsche, you, you fire up the engine and you start driving it, you run it through the gears you forget a lot about what 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 problems you may have in the in the in the normal world um and especially you know when you get out to an open road um you you get so much enjoyment out of it uh it's just another type of you know activity that you have similar to like if you if you like playing golf or you know, you, 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 like shooting pool or whatever it is. Um, it just brings you a, a little bit of peace, um, you know, in, in a hectic world, especially living in Manhattan, it was a hustle and bustle. I w- I kind of wanted to get away from.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you met all these people on the box to board box to forum, right? So we're going back a few years. Yeah. Um, so you go to the house, you go to Gunner's house. So do you do the, do you get the gundo hack done to your exhaust? Is he doing that, the gundo hack at that point? Or was it a bit later on when he started doing it?
1: He he ended up uh, he he actually had a Boxster first. Okay. Um, he had a Boxster S, and I mean, actually before I, I think he had a 944 as well. But at the time that I knew him, he had the he had the Boxster S, uh, and uh, so we were doing a lot of mods. I, I you know he helped me do he actually helped me change out my exhaust to a Dansk. okay, uh, nice. a sports exhaust in the Boxster, nice. and uh, at that time I don't think he was modding uh, exhaust like that. But then he got a, he ended up buying a, a new red 997s cab okay uh traded the boxster s in and that's when he started playing around with the exhaust and he noticed that on the uh, porsche oem pse the porsche sports exhaust yes yeah there was an extra pipe <laughs> yeah. that was on there that <laughs> basically bypassed yeah. the uh, one, a chamber of the exhaust
0: yeah yeah
1: so he thought wait a second the only difference here is that if i do a, a, a hack where i put a you know, two inch or three inch pipe in between these chambers. The only thing I don't have is that uh, valve, yeah, that electronic valve, yeah. switchable exhaust. And he says, I don't really need that because I don't mind it being loud all the time. So he ended up uh, bringing his muffler to a shop and asked them to, you know, fabricate this pipe. And then he installed the uh, the exhaust and he made a video for us uh, right. as friends and uh, i'll never forget it he, he he's turned on the video he he's started the video started the car it sounded amazing he revved yeah. it and then he uh he shut it down and i remember he didn't say anything he just he started laughing he's like <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and that that was the start of the it's gundo hack <laughs> crazy isn't it? it's crazy
0: how simple it is though you know like we talk about it now and there's so many posts about gundo and fister and all this right and gundo yeah. being the first one and and fister yeah. copying gundo um right. you know but and I, I think Gundo is a larger diameter, isn't it? I think the pipe that the, he put in between the, between the two was a larger diameter or something different which made it slightly louder from my memory, from my recollection when I was doing the research before I got my Fister. But, it sim- yeah. but it's such a simple thing, isn't it? And it's such a simple thing that it's so effective on so many Porsches, like the sound. Yeah. I mean, I love my Fister exhaust, which is basically the Gundo, you know, basically right. the same thing. Right. And I love it. It just sounds perfect. You know, for the amount of money well, you the pay, funny... it's just great a yeah. great mod.
1: It is, and I, and the thing is, I, it, what's funny is I don't think he knew how widespread that mod would be. In the sense that now, if you look at YouTube, there's there's gundo mods. If you type in gundo, it, it's it's everywhere. It went to to, to Europe. Every country, you have uh, people that are making mm. those videos and 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 doing that on other models besides the nine nine seven, like you said. Um, so it, it really has been far-reaching.
0: Where did that name come from? I wonder.
1: But Gundo is it that that Gundo is part of his last name.
0: Oh, it's part of his last name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so
1: that's... yeah, so so uh so that's how we kind of we call it, we call him Gundo and and uh and so that you know that kind of it came out like that and uh yeah, he he uh, uh he definitely started something big and and in uh, in all honesty, I think you know like you said the Fister is basically a, a work off of a, a Gundo type of, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, theories that you know you just bypass the – um, the exhaust and, and uh, a chamber and, and you get that that extra sound which is terrific yes,
0: yes yes all right so you you know you've had a pretty good car collection to date you know what I mean so you've got the Boxster the Boxster actually seems to have introduced you into the Porsche community like it's it's you know you're deep into the Porsche community now you've met some great friends you're doing mods on your car were there any other mods that you did on the Boxster while you owned it
1: uh, yes, I did a lot because I, I, I actually, I, I'm not a very big. Uh, you know, some people they, they they like to do a lot of mods in terms of performance mods. You know, intakes, exhausts, uh, yep. chipping, you know, all that. As suspension, yep. I was more the type of person that liked uh, modding. You know, interior cosmetic pieces. You know, putting putting, you know, making more uh, silver aluminum type uh, look uh, pieces inside to kind of give it some contrast and look nicer. I, I like things like uh, upgrading my wheels on the car. I had a really nice set of wheels on my Boxster. In fact, in my Instagram site, I have a picture of the Boxster that I had. Um, and I had a I had a metallic gray wheels with uh, the Porsche crest. And it was similar to what you did with your your lobster forks. Um, you know changed them from uh silver uh to a to a darker gray i thought that set off the silver color of the car really nicely because it gave some contrast to it um and uh and so i did a lot of those type mods one of the best mods i think i did uh for that Boxster, it was an 0, uh, 01 at that time Porsche did not put a glass window on the re- on the on the top on the fabric uh, yes, top until yes. 2003 yes so that was one thing I didn't like about the car because I just thought a Porsche should not have a plastic window in the back yes. of, a, of a top. So I actually found out through research that you can actually unbolt three bolts on each side of the top frame right. and take the entire top off and then transplant an 03, an 04 top okay. on top of the box. It took literally 30 minutes to do it. I had to source the top. I actually sourced it from a, another wrecked boxer. And I, I then, uh, I then had a friend, uh, one of my very good friends, uh, named Maurice. He, he helped me right. uh, put put on the top, and it transformed the car because I had, uh, you know, the, a, a, an O one car with an O three top, and it just, it to me, it just updated the car a lot because I, I like just the, the glass is so much
0: better. So people listening now, Rich, people listening who have Boxsters who want to do that, they can easily do that, can they? They could, they yeah. could source a roof from a from a wreckers, from a, a can, dismantler.
1: You can. And uh, they, but you know. Does it have
0: to be done by, it doesn't have to be like completely stretched over the new frame or how does, it's just literally transplanting transplanting no. the top, is it?
1: It's easier than actually changing the fabric top for a new one, because all you have to do is un, you basically put the top into a halfway position between up and down, and then you can get access to the bolts on each side of the frame. There's only right. three bolts. You unbolt them, put the new top on, bolt it back on. Uh, you just have to rem- you know the position. You have to mark the position of when you take it off, so that you mark you, you you have it right when you put the new one on. But then it's as simple as that. It literally takes thirty minutes to do it, and then you have a new top. Fantastic,
0: fantastic. Yeah, good, yeah. good mod. So, the Boxster. What made you? What made you decide to um, to sell it, to trade it? What happened? What comes after the Boxster? Then, if you you've enjoyed this car so much, you've been doing lots yeah. of mods on it. It's obviously a great driver's car. The top down yeah. experience. Um, what comes after the Boxster?
1: So, so the Boxster, it it was, it was, uh, it was set to, to go at the time. I think I was going to have to get rid of it because we, um, my wife and I were, we had a child on the way and, you know, she was like, you can't. You, you, we can't have three of us in the Boxster. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. Did so. you say
0: why not? Why not?
1: <laughs> and and that that hurt. That hurt a lot because <laughs> I just thought to myself, I, I really don't want to drive an SUV around. It, it'll you know not only is it an automatic which I can deal with, but you know it, it it's just I, I will not have fun driving the car on weekends anymore. So I made her a deal. I said, okay, I'm keeping the Boxster, but we're going to get a sedan. And we got like an Audi A4 sedan. Okay. Uh and uh, that served as the family car for a while. Um, so I was able to keep the boxer, and that's why I kept the boxer for so long. I had it for 17 years.
0: Seventeen uh, years. Wow. Yeah.
1: I I love that car. I mean, it didn't have the one thing I, I, I will say that it didn't have the power that I wanted, and that was obvious to me. And then I kind of regretted not getting the S. But yep, you know, even the S, though so it didn't have I mean, I had two I remember that car had 217 horsepower. The S had 250, so it wasn't like a huge jump either, to be honest um but it was still a fun car and that's all that's all I cared at the time um so I kept it for a long time and yes. I got to the point where our son got too big to uh okay. well my son got to the point where he can basically uh sit in the back with us like my wife wanted and and that's to go out together instead of having to me having me only taking him out on weekends
0: Okay. Um, so let's just go back to the ownership experience. I just want to touch on this very quickly because there's a lot of people now who contact me through Instagram and a lot of people who even come on owner stories. The Boxster is the is the best value in the Porsche range at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I mean maybe nine yeah. and two, 924s, but they're going up. So but the boxster is something someone people are looking for. 996s right. used to be the fact, now the Boxster. Right. Seventeen years of ownership experience. And the boxster is the, you know, it's a nine eight six. Um, We know the 986 has the same issues as my 997 with IMS. Were there any major issues you had? Because you've owned this car for 17 years. It had only 10,000 miles when you bought it. It was only a year old. 17 years is a long time. What were the major things that that happened during that period that you want to share with the listeners if someone's looking at buying a used box to now? Was there anything major that happened to it?
1: So they they all say that... uh... You're, you, you know, with the, the 01 Boxster, in particular, that model year had this what's considered the smallest IMS bearing out of yes. all three or four iterations of it. Uh, I was not scared. I, I, in the beginning, I, I didn't even know what, what it was. So I didn't, you know, when you're oblivious to it, it doesn't matter. So at, at the beginning, I, I serviced it at the same intervals that Porsche recommended, which was at that time unbelievable. It was like 15,000 miles or every two years, right. I believe. Uh, and so I, that's all I did. I just, all I did was took it to the dealer, uh, during those specified time periods and it would be fine. I never had an issue with it. And then I joined Gundos group, the, the, the Boxster club. And then I learned that I can do a lot of that stuff myself. We, we started doing that ourselves. Um, and then I got brave enough where I, Said, oh, you know what? I, I saw how it's done and someone helped me at his house before I do it. I'm going to try it at home. And I got a set of ramps to drive up on, to back up on. And, I, and the, this is the funniest thing. I mean, it wasn't funny to me at the time, but I started backing up a manual over those ramps to try to get them on the ramps. And I backed up right over the ramps. Oh. And uh, I thought I, really? I, I thought for that day on I thought I am not going to do this at my house anymore. I'm going to Gundo's <laughs> house. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. Idea. I, I you idea. know, I, I, I had a, a nice set of like uh, um, side skirts. I had painted yeah. side skirts on um, the car, and it basically scratched oh. them all up. And I had wow. to go to a friend's house, and he helped me like respray them. But uh, it was it was a funny experience. Uh, but but going back to your question, uh, I I basically. Did nothing special to the car over the 17 years besides basic maintenance, oil changes, uh, brake pad changes. Uh, the only thing that ever went wrong with that car was uh, a leaking coolant tank, okay. and me having to change the. Uh, uh, well, I didn't change it, but the dealer changed out the motor mount.
0: Okay, uh, but other than that, to, yeah,
1: there was literally no. I mean, and the, and the thing is with the Boxster, especially in those model years. There's not a lot of electronics in that car. Yeah. You know? But that's it, it really reliable though,
0: Rich. That's very yeah. reliable. You know, because there are right. horror stories. And, and, and that's that, the whole
1: thing. Yeah. I mean, that that's, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know, that's the whole thing is that it was a basic car, an engine, a manual transmission, a radio, some heat, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. You know, there's nothing Fantastic. to break.
0: Fantastic. You know? That's a good story. Good story. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Boxster, 17 years of ownership. One day he comes along and you go, okay, I want something more. I want something, I want something that my um my boy, isn't it? You're a little boy? Yes, my my son, yes. Your son, your son can fit into. So what do you start looking for?
1: So so at the time, I, I even before I started looking at the nine nine seven, I did start thinking about looking at a like a like a nine nine six. Uh but at the time, I remember I test drove one. I didn't think it was that much different. Uh, I think what really got to me was that the interior was basically, if I just sit in the car, the front half of the car is almost exactly the same as a box.
0: <laughs> like the Boxster, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, down to some... the
1: headlights, the, you know, the interior. You want
0: to change. After 17, yeah, after 17 years, you want to, you want something that looks a bit different, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I, I held off because of that and, uh I waited, uh, until the point where, uh, you know, my, my, my wife started saying, you know what, we're, we're doing these drives on weekends, but it's either me or him in the car. And, you know, pretty soon he's going to get too big to even fit in the back of a 911. So why don't you just do it now? And that was all I needed. I, I, I started looking and I was frustrated in the beginning, to be honest, I started looking in, um, uh, 2008, late 2018. Um, I was not able to find the car I wanted until, uh, February or March of 2019. Um, okay. I, I remember I was very particular, obviously it had to be a manual transmission, yes. but I wanted something different from silver. Cause I had it for so many years. I wanted something of color. Um, I wanted, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't want black cause I did have any, uh, I, I, my BMW was black and it was so hard to keep clean. Yes. But I wanted a blue car this time, and it was really hard finding a blue car. Uh, with a t- I wanted a tan interior. I actually
0: like the tan interior. Were you looking um, for a Cabriolet though, or were you looking for a coupe?
1: Yes, I was looking for a Cabriolet. I I actually, uh, I really enjoy the Cabriolet because I feel like I'm getting two cars in one. Yeah. Um In the summertime, uh, you know, it's it's really it 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 really lends an extra uh, feeling that you get from just the wind blowing in your face and the sun shining on your, your, your um, you know, the, the wind blowing in, you know, in your head and your and the sun shining on you. Um, the, the, uh, even at nighttime, a night drive with the yeah, top down, it's, yeah. it's an amazing feeling. Uh, so I was looking for a cab. Um, the, the, the amazing thing is that in my 997, and I don't know if this is true of everybody's car, but with my top up, I have literally no rattles. I don't okay. understand it. it. I did have rattles in my Boxster, but maybe because you know I had it seventeen years. But um, I have absolutely no rattles. It feels like a coupe to me when I have the top up.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, so you said it was hard to find the car. Is this because you're looking? You're looking for that for the blue. You're looking for the, and you've got a great blue as well. We'll get into the specs in a second. Oh yeah, You're sure. looking for a particular blue, or is it because you wanted a manual? Because a lot of cabs tend yeah. to be autos, right? They, can, they tend to be tips or PDKs.
1: Yeah, I, I was able to find I was able to find a lot of like silver, gray, black, white, okay, manuals cabs. But uh, I wanted the light colored interior. I also wanted um, it, it to be low mileage. I mean, yes. I know people say it doesn't matter because you know sometimes it's better to have higher mileage because you know that they've been taken care of to last that long. Um, but I wanted under 30,000 miles. Okay. Um, and I think that's, that was what made it more difficult. And at the time I was a little, I think I was stingy. I just felt like I didn't want to overpay for it. And I thought <laughs> that, you know, I remember the first, the first car I saw was actually a really nice, and I, I was upset about it too. Cause I, I, the first blue one I saw was a, was a cobalt blue. So it's a lighter color shade than the midnight blue that I ended up with.
0: I think you've got the best, uh, but blue. it also had a the midnight blue. It's nice, very though.
1: nice. It's very nice. It is. The, the Cobalt.
0: Uh, is Cobalt yeah. the same as sapphire blue? I always get confused. It's the same color. It's similar, it's is very it? It's very similar. It's, it's very similar. But the Midnight, um, the midnight Blue, yeah. I, I mean, I like the Midnight Blue in the 991s as well. And, and even in the latest models, I think the Midnight Blue is, is a really good color in the 997. So how yeah. did you find the car then? Tell the listeners how you found the car, where you found it. And when you found it, how many, what were the options the car had? Was it a so dealer yeah. or was it a private sale?
1: I saw it at a dealer. I, I, I first had bought, I will say that this, that, that I saw a Cobalt one before it with sim, similar specs, similar mileage, also with the blue top. Uh, but I I put a bid on it. I mean, I not a bid, but I, I told uh, uh, the dealer what the price I wanted. It was at a Mercedes dealer. And a lady had just tra- uh, traded it in for, uh, for a Mercedes. Uh, but they would not budge more than $50, which kind of upset me. I, I, for pride, i actually, <laughs> I said, no, I said, forget it. And I walked away and I ended up buying this car. End up paying more for this car. So that, that shows me. Um, but, um, I saw this car. It was, it was literally, uh, just posted onto, I think cars.com. Uh, but there were not even any pictures of it yet. They didn't have the chance to put the pictures up. They, they did say it was midnight blue tan interior, um, and i went i I went right away to the dealership to take a look at it okay um, and I knew after looking for many months that if I see a car that I like and I try to wait I'm gonna lose it yes so I test drove the car it drove fine uh, I still tried like the way I was I still wanted to try to get a deal so i I, I said I would think about it. I didn't think about it long. The next day I called back and I said, I wanna work a deal to get this car and I did. Um, and uh, I ended up buying it, but it was for more than what I you know,
0: offered for the other car. Um, okay. okay, so what year is it? Tell the listeners what year it is, Rich. I mean, it's. I didn't realize you had a blue roof actually. So tell us about the roof as well. It's blue, I thought it was black. I'm just yes. looking, and I just wanna tell people why you, before you start getting into the specs. Um, have a look at Rich's Instagram because you can see the images on it while we're talking. Uh, it's at Carrera Licious. So Carrera, everyone knows how to spell Carrera, C-A-R-R-E-R-A, Licious, L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Um, so have a look at uh, Richard's Instagram and give him a follow and have a look at the, uh, his 997 while we're talking about it. I mean, it looks fantastic. I mean, the lobster wheels are my favorite as well, but um, just tell the listeners exactly what sort of options it had. You said it's got the tan interior. What else did it have?
1: Yes, yeah, Um Thanks. Yes. So basically it had the midnight blue exterior with the, what they call a sand beige okay. interior. Uh, and uh, I just felt the combination of that is just Beautiful to look at when you're sitting inside the car, and it, it it gives it a feel of luxury. I I did have a black interior in my Boxster, and that was nice because it 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 uh, it hides a lot of the dirt. Um, yes, you know over the years. So that I was kind of worried about that to be honest. But when I actually got the car, I realized that it held up so nicely and even after having it for three years you know any sort of marks that you get it's you can take a little bit of a a a cloth with some you know a damp cloth and and it just wipes it right off so it it actually it maintains very well okay um and uh it it just it to me it's just a it's a great color combo i just think that it when it the, the thing about midnight blue is that depending upon how the sun hits it you have different shades of the blue. You can have a purplish tone. You can have a, a, a almost a black looking tone. You can have a, a, you know, a dark blue, or you can even have like a medium color blue from it, depending upon the sun. Yes. Um, which is which is really uh, neat, I think, about the car. I, I really like the uh, the lobster. I at first I didn't really like the lobster uh, fork wheels, to be honest with you. I, I thought you know because general consensus in the beginning was that they were not really a good looking wheel. Um, but after owning it and, and and having it on the car, I thought, you know what, I, they look really nice. I I, I ended up switching the uh, wheel bolts from silver to black, so it looks like it's it's yeah. it looks black in the middle. It just I think it looks terrific.
0: Yeah, I did the same actually. I've yeah. got the black yeah. bolts as well. The black bolts really do make a big difference. They're not they're not cheap to get the bolts from Suncoast. I don't know whether you yeah. got yours from, but they're um they're really good. I mean, what I like about your car, and I'm just looking at the Instagram now, um, but you know, there's I'm guessing you're using your wife as the model in some of these images. Oh, yes, um, but there's that she, one she's image. Embarrassed about that. Yeah, she's embarrassed by that. Yeah. Um, there's one image there where I think your wife is just standing near the or sitting in the car, and it's that yeah. it's that angle of the car where you see the lobster. I'm trying to see the wheel. Oh yeah, where she's just sitting in the car um, yeah. with a leg out, and then you see the wheel and you see the the, the wideness of the car, it's just. The Cabriolet just has such a good look. And then you can see into the interior. And I notice you've got that great steering wheel. You've got the sports steering wheel, um, oh, yeah. the round wheel, which is really cool. Um, but I think I agree with you. You know, I've never been a big fan of um, colored leather interiors, like red interiors, tan interiors. Yeah. But I've changed because I think, you know, black is, is always a safe choice. But yeah. black doesn't look as expensive. It doesn't look as luxurious I mean, when you've got a tan interior, I really love the new, I, I really love the 911s with the, you know, the two-tone interior, how the 993s right. had the black dash, the half and half, you know, right. like what they do in the 991s and the 992, uh, 991s actually, and 992s, yeah. I think, don't they? The split color. I think yeah. that looks really good, but I think it's, it's very, very nice. So you've got the sport button. You've got quite a lot of options with the S as well, haven't you? What other options does the 997 have, Rich?
1: It, it does i did i do have the sport chrono so when you uh push the button the, the suspension gets tighter and uh then also your your throttle mapping for the uh the gas pedal is is uh is faster as well um it, it is a nice feature to have i i don't as i don't really care for the for, uh, the uh, uh the faster throttle mapping to be honest because i think it's kind of a trick right uh gimmick but but the the tighter suspension is definitely
0: better for when you're in the curves okay so the yeah, the sport button you can get that as, as an option. Uh, I have been speaking to someone on Instagram in Australia who just got that aftermarket fitted onto their nine nine seven point two. Right. But a lot of people say that it works better with PDK um, than it does yeah. with the manual. But yeah. do you think it is a trick? Does it? What does it actually do though? It just it just makes it the, the changes quicker. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it actually does. Do you know what it actually does? So-
1: yeah so for, okay so there's a difference between the point two and the point one nine nine seven in this respect so right. for the point one if we're speaking strictly point one okay uh it, it, the suspension is tightened up which is it, which is good right. uh it, it makes it makes it a little bit harsher ride but it's very good for the curves your throttle mapping is changed in the sense that basically it all it does is let's say you're pressing the, the throttle ten percent normally yes you can same you can press it the same amount ten percent but then the throttle will go to like 30 percent oh so it's as if you're pressing further down when you're really not okay so you get definitely more push because of the fact that when you're putting it the throttle a little bit forward it's actually going a lot forward and you don't Um, tend to
0: use it so much you don't like it that much
1: i don't like that because it's more difficult than when when you're at a full stop and you're trying to uh, move off from a full stop you're giving Uh, it a lot more throttle even though you're not Okay. I don't like that. Um, the other thing is that you don't really need that because uh, if you really want to to go faster, you just push the throttle a bit more, and it's the same thing. Okay. Um, it doesn't actually make you, it does not actually make the car faster. Okay. It just makes it feel like it's faster. Whereas yeah. on the point two, there is a different throttle mapping. Uh, right. uh, there right. is a different. There is more of a difference, which is why they say especially especially for the point two, you have you really should get the, uh, the 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 extra feature.
0: Um, so back to the to the gear to the changing to the shift to the manual. I noticed on your Instagram you you bought a um, aluminium leather shift knob. Is that a Porsche part? Is it? You bought a. You, it's you a changed. factory Porsche part, and for the longest time I was trying to put it off because it is ridiculously expensive. It is. It looks very cool, actually. I in fact. I haven't seen it before, and is that the turbo knob? Do they call that the turbo knob?
1: No, this, this one actually I think is cooler than the turbo knob. This this one is uh, it's called the X ninety seven shift knob, right. where if you if you actually look through the middle, you can actually see to the other side because it's it's hollow between those those three oh, bars. Right. So so it's really cool. <sighs> okay. I mean, it's 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 one solid. The other thing about it that's cool is that because it's solid aluminum, it actually it's heavier than the regular knob so you feel you have a better shift yeah you have it's a very better cool shift. it's yeah. very
0: cool i haven't seen that yeah. i've just um uh, i've just placed yeah. an order on one of those lathe works mobs you know the aftermarket ones that um steve yeah. got uh yeah. with marco who's been on owner stories but i'm looking at this it's really i've never i've never seen it before i don't understand how i've never seen this before it's very very cool and it's heavier well, as well so the shift it's, feels it's, better does it
1: it's so much better because the uh, the regular knob is just basically it's it's a piece of light plastic and it it just doesn't feel very good when you're shifting this one is the only problem with this is like i said it if you buy the shift knob alone if you go to the various websites it's like almost sixteen hundred dollars just for the shift knob 1600 us but if you buy it at suncoast it come it comes with the matching uh, brake handle and it's only 1200 or 1100 But but then most people don't, I, you know, I was one of the first ones. I, I, I mean, I think I, I went over to them and said, can you just sell me the the, 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 the shift knob itself? They're like, no, it, it has to be the two together or else if you buy it separately, it costs more. So I, I just uh, sucked it up one year. And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to buy it. <laughs> I haven't installed the handbrake yet. but. Uh,
0: so how is but, the handbrake? You know. What is the handbrake? The handbrake is different in which way? It has the same the, detail, the, is it?
1: uh it is it's a terrific looking handbrake i'll I'll send it to you uh, separately but it's uh it's it basically has uh it's an aluminum uh similar to the aluminum that's on the shift knob uh the top of the handle is aluminum it has porsche engraved in it on the top Uh, and on the bottom it's it's stitched leather matching stitched leather so it looks really nice but you have to take the entire uh, center console out which i just i'm too lazy to do that right now so i have it in
0: there one of these days i'll have it installed so, um, 997 Carrera S Cabriolet. How does how does it feel compared to the Boxster? After going out of the Boxster, you've had this car for a couple of years now. You bought it in 2019. How was the first real drive you had in it, and and the memories of that Boxster, and now in your 911?
1: I uh, well, it is it is similar. I thought it was going to be hugely different because everybody told me that uh, you know 911 being with the with the engine in the rear, uh, it, it, it's a different kind of car than the Boxster, which it is in in some extent, but in many ways it's not um yes you with a boxster it's so well balanced with the mid-engine that you can chuck it into a corner and not even think about how you should be driving the car you can just drive it with abandon basically the boxster because of the fact that you know between my boxer and this 997 I, I it's about 140 horsepower extra it's a huge difference in power yeah it's
0: a lot more powerful
1: for me, it, it was that was that was what I was missing. I wa- I liked the Boxster, but I I also wanted the the power, and that the 997 gives that to you. Um, it also gives you. I like the back seats because it gives you extra space. Even if you're not having a passenger in the back, you can stretch out. You can put recline your seats. Yes. You can throw things in the back like your jacket or whatever. It's it's yeah. very uh, useful uh, to have that extra space. But for me, it it took a while to really know how to drive it aggressively because you have to be careful to basically go in slow to the corner and then power out of it as you're yes. you know going through the corner. Um but that, that feeling is incredible. Once you master that it's really terrific. I, I ended up because of having the nine nine seven and joining a different uh nine nine seven based forum on Renlist I I made a bunch of friends to gather them together to at first it was just like cars and coffee meets. But then it turned into drives Because at the end of the day It's nice to just go to a car and Coffee And see each other's cars But really the the point of this car is to drive it So I thought why not get some guys together on weekends And we go on Sundays uh, in the morning uh, We take it out to those you know mountains that you see in, in, in my pictures
0: Yeah, fantastic. And we go
1: for drives And you can see the pictures there in my Instagram yeah, no, They're it's great. Be- beautiful It's a great um, place
0: to drive Is that just outside of Where's that outside of New Jersey is it?
1: It is. it's uh it's right at the border of New Jersey and New York uh, up uh, by a place near it's called Bear Mountain that looks around beautiful. yeah around that area there are a lot of natural parks there are a lot of lakes there's uh, uh you know, those, you know, those nature parks and uh you know especially now being that it's uh, autumn uh, you see a lot of um, you know the flat, the 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 leaves
0: turning color and it's just beautiful. Mm. So what um, el- what else are you going to add to the 997 because you've got the you've got the gear knob which I'm yeah. very interested in that's very cool. You've also yeah. got I noticed you've got the uh the aluminium cap, the aluminium look c- petrol cap that we all um buy oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a must that's another that's expensive right. expensive one but a must. Where do you get all these um and I'm looking at your Instagram now because I, I wanted to ask you about that. Where did you get the models from that are so the same as your car? Oh. I don't know where you got you got the you've yeah. got the larger one and then you've got a Hot Wheels one. How did you come yeah. across those?
1: <laughs> so the the larger one is uh, in 1:18 scale. Uh, my wife actually uh, got me that. Uh, it, it it I just wanted something that matched my car. And I thought that was neat. Um, yeah. And uh, and then uh, afterwards um, uh, that that. Hot Wheels is not a real Hot Wheel. It's basically there's someone on Instagram will take a picture of your car and turn it into that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but but I, I I have been collecting more of these uh, model cars 118th, one eighteenth, one one twentieth. Uh, oh, I mean sorry, uh, sorry, one twenty fourth, and then various other models. One thing I have done. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, Michael, but you know, in, one thing I was annoyed about the 997 in that they do that for the 991 uh, for that they don't do for the 997 is if you look at the uh, the dead pedal, the pedal to the left yes. of your clutch, yes, it's not surrounded with aluminum like the other pedals are. So no. uh, what I did was uh, Suncoast; they sell it. They they sell the gas pe- the, the the dead pedal on the left. Uh, that has that same matching mm. aluminum ring around the uh, outside of it. But don't and you put, have to I, buy I that. that?
0: Don't you have to buy that with the sport pedals?
1: No, you no. They, they have in Suncoast. If, if you go look at uh, oh, the 997 okay. range, they they you'll see it. And I think I probably have a picture of one of my pictures shows it has the. The yeah, metal uh,
0: you no. Know, I always go. I think in my is, Suncoast card. Matching. I think in my Suncoast card, I have those sport pedals that are just sitting there, wondering whether I should buy them or not. And some people say they're very slippery. Um, you know, the silver sport pedals that you can get for the nine nine seven. Um, yeah. But I haven't ever. I just haven't bought. I haven't bought them yet. I just sort of keep looking at them and thinking about it. And one of the reasons is because the dead pedal. I think you get it in three pedal sets, so it has the has the better right. dead pedal as well. Um, yeah. But the other part of the nine nine seven, which I just want to tell other owners, other nine nine seven owners, and something you alerted me to when I was when was it? I was in Dubai actually. I was in Dubai and you sent me that message. And I thought, I definitely don't have that. And that's that plastic lip, isn't it? Tell the listeners about that, because you said your car yeah. didn't have it as well. And then you sent me the parts diagram. And I, I actually have the PDF of the parts diagram and I had a look at it also. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of relevant for me because my the front of my car, my car and you may have heard this on a previous podcast. The front of my car was damaged um, in storage um, oh, no. since I've been away. It's someone just backed into it. It's got okay. it's a very small bit of damage where it's torn the, the bumper underneath the um, parking light, ah, okay. um, which I've just got a quote on, which is like a lot more expensive than I thought it was going to be. But that's that's just how it is. Um, so my whole bumper now has to be replaced. My whole bumper, the whole front bumper, has to be replaced and, and resprayed, uh, resprayed mm. from Porsche. Yeah. Right. Um, so I want to make sure I get that part, but just tell the listeners about this part other, because I know there's a lot of 997 owners and I'm sure a lot of people don't even have that part.
1: Yes. So uh, that is, uh, it. basically it's a rubber flap that goes across the bottom of the actual bumper itself uh, in the center. And how it came about it was that basically I, uh, you know, being on Instagram, I see pictures of other people's 997s a lot. And I noticed one day that there was one I saw where uh, it had that, Rubber piece there. And I thought, how come I don't have that on my car? (laughs) And then I realized, you know, I started reading up, I started Googling it, I started going into rentless. And then I found out that there's actually a a, a piece that's supposed to be there that I just don't have on my car. So it, you know, it, it, I can see how they fall off because if you hit your, you know, bumper uh, against something in like a driveway or something, I can see it coming off. Um, and so I, I, you know, through some research, I found out, okay, this is very simple. You just order and you can just uh, basically, you know, s- stick it up there and, and, uh, it'll just, it's basically a press fit. So, uh, that's how I found it. And then I, I, I saw the picture of your car and I saw, you know what, Michael's missing that too on yeah, his car. So why don't it. I just mess, message him for it? It's,
0: <laughs> it's never been there. I know why I know it's definitely never been there, even though I'm not with my car at the moment is because my car is slightly lowered, right? It's on lowering springs. Uh, so yeah. I know when I come out of my garage in my car park and I think I've scraped the car I look underneath the car afterwards and I know there's nothing there it's just flat Flat. there is definitely and then you said there was some sort of holes in that and I kind of vaguely remember something being there that's just that I always wonder what was supposed to go in there and now I know it's actually is missing that that lip which is obviously for it's probably for airflow like you said it's probably for airflow and it's also probably just to warn you when it when you get too low you'll hear the plastic scraping right which will save the save the front um, the front lip right but I think anyone's got a 997 should get under their 997s now and check because the chances <laughs> are I think I think most of them are probably missing rich
1: I agree it's yeah. it's definitely something that falls off
0: pretty quickly um, all but right yeah I and that and yeah I'm sorry go ahead so what else so you've got the 997 you've only ha- you've only had it for two years it's quite new you're obviously enjoying it it's a Carrera S it's got heaps of power it's in the color you want it's in the interior color you want does your wife drive the car
1: She doesn't drive manual. So uh, there are times (laughs) when she's wanted to drive it. And I actually tried to teach her on the Boxster, but... uh it's hard it takes a lot of practice yes, to, to be yes. able to, to master that uh, and I think nowadays they're getting easier and easier because they're make the newer ones have a lot uh, easier clutch to deal with yes they also have what's called the hill hold so when you're on a hill it'll hold your car uh, you know while you're actually moving from your you know butt clutch to your you know gas
0: but the nine nine seven has hill hold doesn't it I'm sure mine well, on has the it. point
1: and uh, on the point two it does I think it not on the. Not on the point sure? one.
0: Because I think that something in my manual says that if you do it in the right way, it'll hold it for a second.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sure. I don't think so. But no? ma- yeah, maybe, it's uh, maybe in Europe. Maybe in European models. Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, become easier. I think to drive, uh, and, and you know, even the newer ones, they have like their the auto rev match.
0: Yeah, I know uh, that's a bit of a cheat. The blipping. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a cheat. I know. I mean, it looks good when you see it on YouTube and people driving it, but it's a bit of a cheat, I think. Right. right, um, right. So you've got the 997, 97.1 Cabriolet. Is this is this enough for now? Are you still looking? Are you like all of us that we just can't stop looking and you're looking for something more? Or are you happy just with having this one Porsche in your garage for now?
1: I, I was totally happy for a while, actually, to be honest with you. The funny thing is, uh, as I'm organizing these 911 drives on weekends, uh, a bunch of these guys have. The newer ones 991.2s with the turbo engines that have a lot more torque um there, there there's a guy that has uh a gt3 touring uh which has that wonderful engine with the uh um, wow. you know, that revs out to 9000 rpms yeah, nice. and uh you know i i thought wow my 997s is is super fast in comparison to my old car but but now running up again with them and and uh, seeing that they you know, are, are, are are running so fast. Uh, not, not that we're not crazy on these roads, but I can see just from the acceleration that they're, they're very, very fast cars that sometimes I feel like, okay, maybe I I need to get something like that too. But then I realized after driving, you know, the car, you know, going on my, by myself on weekends and everything that this is really all I need for now. It's, it's just, I I was happy with the Boxer for 17 years. There's no reason for me to always want to upgrade. Um, so I'm I'm happy, and I also think to myself sometimes when I do feel like upgrading to a 991, um, or even look at a 992, I think to myself, um, you know, it, it's not easy getting the color combo that I wanted.
0: Yeah, true, um, true,
1: and and that keeps me kind of you know interested in my car.
0: Yeah, it's a great car. Uh, it's a great car. The 997 is a great generation. I mean, you know, I have one, and I'm biased, but it's it's just a great generation. And that feel, like you said, that when you when you learn how to drive it properly, and you you know, you brake before the corner and you go into the corner. It's just like that feeling, that, that weight transfer and the feeling of it is just, is just fantastic. Um, you know, it's yeah. just something that makes you smile every time you're back in the car. I just can't wait to drive mine again. It's just something that makes you smile all the time. It's fantastic. Definitely. Hey, um, we're almost at the end. We've actually gone over an hour. So you were telling me before we started we were, we were going to be struggling to do an hour. We're at an hour <laughs> and ten already. Let's get on to the um, – anything else about the 997 before we go onto your favorite driving roads? uh
1: no not really i mean it just it it is like you like you said i mean being a 997 owner yourself you know it's just a wonderful car to to get into each time you 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 get into it a wonderful driving experience uh and and so glad that porsche continues to you know offer these cars in in manual Uh, i hope they continue to do so
0: yeah true Um, true but it's been great all right so it's a great driver's car You've got these roads. I keep seeing them on your Instagram, and I mean, I remember when I first started following you on Instagram these roads and these these pictures. You know, your photography always looks really cool as well of the car and and you know the, the scenery. So, so tell the listeners if someone's coming to New Jersey or coming to New York and they're they're wanting to drive a, a nine eleven or they're wanting to drive their sports car or hire a car, what are the roads you would recommend? What are your favorite roads, um, Rich, in, in in your region? So all all
1: um, of the photos that you see basically that have those mountain, uh, picturesque sites, uh, by the lake, um, they're mainly around the Bear Mountain area, uh, up in Rockland County, New York. Uh, it's on the New Jersey, New York border, uh, okay. where you can go and see all those beautiful, um, sites, um, there, there's what's called Seven Lakes Drive. Which on that road, you're, you know, you do have to watch your speed limits because it's a, it's a, is a public park. Um, you definitely do not want to drive fast. But um, just the scenery that you can take up there uh, is just, is just beautiful. And then when you get outside the park, there are, are many roads that are out there that, um, that are surrounding the park that are wonderful in terms of the, uh, the scenery. And there are a lot of twisty roads around there a lot of mountains that you can see, um, beautiful sights. And uh, I would, I would suggest going out there. Uh, and you can always message me on Instagram and uh, you can join our drives if you want. There you go. <laughs>
0: That's, that's a good invite. That one, that's for sure. Um, but you've got a good group going there. Is that a Porsche club group or just a group of friends that you go driving with?
1: No, this is actually myself. I I just uh, reached out one day on Renlist on a nine nine seven board and said, "Hey, listen, I'm you know I'm trying to get some guys together on uh, on on uh, from Renlist who own nine elevens and just want to get together and uh, you know why don't we uh, get you know get started on this?" And and a bunch of guys just said, "Hey, I'm in, I'm in," and uh, we started with just those meets uh, at, at like a Starbucks, and then it turned into these drives and. Uh, I actually uh, got to reconnect with one of my high school buddies uh, oh, really? who uh, I got, I actually helped him uh, pick his, he got a 991.2 just recently.
0: Oh, fantastic.
1: Um, yeah. And he he joins me on these drives now as well. Um, I, was, I was
0: looking at one of your pictures actually. Let me just interrupt because it's uh, it's it's got the Cabriolet at one end, your Cabriolet, and it's got the other Cabriolet at the other end, which is a 991 in the same color combo, the newer version. Is that a friend's oh. car?
1: Yeah, well that actually they are both 97s. Th- those two next to each other?
0: No, there's your car, and then there's two yeah. silver cars, and then there's a nine nine one cab in midnight blue with black wheels.
1: Oh yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a different photo. Yes. Uh that is somebody from our group who uh he previously had a a, a midnight blue uh and uh a tan leather interior nine nine seven cab. Okay. And he sold that and he he got that uh that's a GTS. Uh, Cabriolet.
0: Oh, is it? So when you see that, you're um, not tempted when you see that in the same color combo?
1: I, I tell him that, you know, <laughs> the moment you decide to sell the yeah, car, you know what I was going to say. That was what I was going to
0: say. <laughs> if he's willing to sell the car, that could be the next one. Uh, yeah. Your you're thinking is right there, Michael. <laughs> looks good. With the, it looks good with the black wheels, actually. It works really well. It, um, it, does. it does. Rich, that's about it. I think we're at the end. Uh, we always try to keep these just over and at just about an hour or just over an hour. Um, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we go?
1: No, I would just say that, um, you know, if you're ever thinking about taking the jump and getting into a Porsche or really any, it doesn't matter really if it's a Porsche or not, any, any sort of um, performance car just for fun on weekends, you know, don't wait. And that's one of the things that I said to myself when I got the 997 is my question to myself was, uh, if not now, then when? Yeah. because you know you kind of have to live by that because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow's not promised. go out and enjoy your life and uh, you know while you can uh, there are terrific cars out there if you're if you like to drive to, to go out and do that.
0: Yeah well said well said and it's a, it's a great it's a great way to spend your spare time and it's a great way to chill out and relax and, and just you know and, and enjoy the community as well it's just fantastic. Rich, I really enjoyed talking today. Thanks for um, thanks for coming on Owner Stories and and sharing your story. I'm just going to let people know once again your your Instagram. It's at Carrera So Carrera C-A-R-R-E-R-A, Licious L I C I O U S. Make sure you go over to Rich's Instagram, give him a follow, uh, tell him you really enjoyed his story on Owner Stories. Um, like I said, lots of great images of his car and that really cool uh, gear shift, which I'm going to send to Steve and see if he's seen it before because I think it's very very <laughs> cool. Um. Thanks so much, Rich. Thanks for being on Owner Stories today.
1: Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: No, I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad we could uh, we could meet up and chat. It Was good. All right, everyone. Uh, that's Rich coming in from uh, New Jersey in the U.S. with his 997.1 Carrera Cabriolet, midnight blue, sand beige interior, lobster wheels. Very, very cool. Um, like I said, go and check out Rich's Instagram and give him a follow. And that's it for the Porsche Cool Podcast today. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.